0: Penguins Collective Podcast is brought to you by Third Assist Hockey Company. Third Assist celebrates hockey at its roots, whether it's designing one-of-a-kind vintage and outdoor hockey gloves or whether they're handcrafting custom wood hockey sticks, they're celebrating the history of the game we all love. TPC is the only media outlet with Third Assist discounts, so go over to thirdassist.com and use code TPC15 for 15% off of any gift for yourself or for your family this hockey season. Remember, use code TPC15 for 15% off. hello and welcome to the penguins collective podcast my name is Louie. my name is josh and we are two brothers who love to debate about sports especially the pittsburgh penguins this is the 2022-23 pittsburgh penguins season recap
1: let's get after it
0: welcome to the season recap we do this every single year unfortunately the pittsburgh penguins did not make the playoffs but a lot of stuff happened throughout the year and today is where we talk about it
1: yeah Uh, i mean what a wild season it surely has been um Sure, the, inspe- the expectations coming into the year was to continue this playoff streak of going to 17 seasons, yeah. but unfortunately, uh, they fell short. They didn't execute. Mm-hmm. They didn't hold on to leads when they had them N- numerous times throughout the year. Yeah. Had some key injuries to some key players, mainly yeah. Tristan Jari, and just unfortunately fell short. Even though Crosby tried to carry us, uh, carry the team on his back the last two weeks of the year,
0: and just, uh, it, unfortunately, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. And, and we're going to have a total next episode for team awards. So we're not going to be talking about that today. Today is strictly just team play, how we did, uh, what, what are our thoughts? Um, previously our predictions we had in the beginning of the year to what happened how it ended and you know let's wrap it up with some a little bit of hope and some good things and our predictions or not loose predictions I should say a hopeful outlook as we go forward but with that being said Josh let's dive into it our season predictions this year what was yours and what was mine and let's let's go from there
1: Yeah, I mean, individually, I I kind of, you know, probably had the same expectations as the team. Uh, Do well in the regular season. Sure, you're going to have your ups and downs. It's a long season, whatever. But get to the playoffs. Extend that streak. Get into the tournament because you never know what can happen. Yeah. Few pucks bounce your way and, you know, game 5 over time and that's what propels you, you know, into the Eastern Conference Finals and so on and so forth. Uh but that was my thought uh, going into the year. Yeah. Then once the play actually started, and you started to see that bottom 6. That is rough. It was rough. And then, you know, when we get to the trade deadline and all that drama where nothing was really happening there wasn't any type of big moves even though there were plenty of rumors uh apparently there were some legitimate conversations that uh never came to fruition due to yeah. a very high asking price mm-hmm. but i mean it is what it is we've i mean plain and simple we fell short and unfortunately you can't look at anything other than just overall play Is the talent that was on the team Bottom lines, both offensively and defensively, as well as inconsistency in the net. It's, I mean, that's a that's a recipe for disaster for any team. Yeah. Whether you have Sidney Crosby or not, it just looked better because we had Sidney Crosby.
0: No, I mean, I I agree with you. I agree with you. I mean, early on in our predictions, I thought you know the Penguins were going to make a good run. I think we were all on the same page as a fan base. We got Malcolm back. We got Latang back. This was the year. We kept the core together. We moved forward. Um, I thought it was going to be an easy playoffs. I knew it was going to be hard just because we had the oldest team in the league. Um, but I didn't expect it to be this, this challenging. Um, you know, like, you know, we're, we're just kind of quickly going over the the predictions last season, but uh, I mean Sorry, this season, the last season. How, how do you phrase it? doesn't yeah. matter. We're not in the playoffs. Who cares? Um, So this season that just passed, I honestly thought we were going to make the playoffs no problem um, just because it's been so ingrained to us as Penguins fans over the seasons um, that we would just make it in. Now, did I think we were going to win the cup this year? No, absolutely not. I thought we were going to make it in the first round again and then get kicked out. Um, just because that's kind of been the MO of the Penguins for the last couple of seasons. Um, but with that being said, I was very hopeful um, in the beginning of the season as we were having this, you know, like um, I would say multiple game winning streak when we were winning by like seven to zero, seven to two. Uh, we mentioned it. you were joking about we us going 82 and 0 you joked uh because all we have to do is score seven goals and we win the game you know like yeah yeah. and we had a good run in the first couple weeks of the season we looked phenomenal but that team i feel like as soon as we got into november that team disappeared and i wouldn't say it was injury because i feel like we didn't have really injuries in the november but um I I, after November, excuse me, after October, November just came and man, did we have run into obstacle after obstacle after obstacle, not holding on to win uh, leads, excuse me, like you were saying. And man, did we just fall short quickly. Uh, We had a lot of losing streaks. Then we had a small winning streak, losing streak, like seven games. Then we had five games where we're like, okay, we're getting back into that October feel. Another nine game losing streak. It was just not good. The Penguins were very um, inconsistent this season. Uh, We did not have that swagger. We did not have that speed. Uh, Basically everything that Mike Sullivan coaches for and kind of implements into the roster, we weren't this season. We were old, we were slow. We did not have that swagger whatsoever, and I think we all know what we're talking about when we have that hockey swagger that Mike Sullivan always talks about. Didn't have it, and it cost us, and we could not break that barrier and get into the playoffs.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, you couldn't have said it any better. It, the the winning streak and losing streak you know, disparity is obviously... You know the biggest issue because when you're losing you're not gaining any points you can't make any headway in the standings so yeah i mean those stretches where we had four five six game losing streaks and not even i I think some of them but not all of them were overtime so like they were just straight up regulation zero points for us that's the hardest thing to do hardest thing to do to overcome um and then you know just one thing i I forgot to mention with like our early uh season talks with our predictions and stuff i did not expect new jersey to be ready yet with that young core that they have so like i was totally expecting us to be the fourth team in the division uh to be making the playoffs not you know the devils being up there i think they finished second in our division but i did not expect them to be up there so like by them being up there they kicked us to five obviously kicking us out of the playoffs so that was definitely something that i wasn't uh anticipating into the
0: playoffs but yeah that's true i mean i i didn't expect i thought the penguins still had like one or two years left while we're the you know like the kings of metropolitan kind of i want to say we're the kings of metropolitan but yeah. like we were always the staple there two three team always making the playoffs you know what i'm saying this year what a humble way to go out i guess because you know during that last stretch you know yes we saw the devils kind of regain that traction they had in the beginning of the year where they were on a tear between october and november they were running strong penguins had that we were we were there with the devils in october um And then it kind of fell short but man what a humbling experience to see teams like um the islanders surpass us and teams like obviously the florida panthers that overcame us and let's not forget there's a team that we're kind of not like you know we're in trouble next season buffalo buffalo sabers they were four points away from us at the end of the season yeah that's ridiculous
1: yeah. and that's you know we're, we're going to get into that but that's the that's the scary thing for next year is yeah. you know these young teams are only going to get better the, the devils aren't going anywhere now you know the rangers you know they retooled for this year they put all their chips into to the middle and said let's go after it yeah but hey what if they don't are they all going to just re-up on cheap deals and say let's run it back i don't know
0: But you know what? If they do, that's a dangerous team.
1: Such a wild year offseason coming up.
0: No, I I agree with that. And that's a really good point. Um, These young teams are just going to get better. So if if there was a sign for the Penguins to kind of, you know, maybe prune some of these older guys off and to kind of help the core get a younger team around them, this is the time. (laughs) like the devils are young they're succeeding the sabers are young they're succeeding there are teams that have surrounded themselves in a young um speedy mindset and they're succeeding look at Florida yeah it took them a while but guys they're in the playoffs and not only that they're giving Boston a scare right now so just i'm just saying you know like if there's a of a a time for urgency to kind of get a young mindset now's the time and like you said we'll get into that this is this is obviously postseason stuff that um that we want to talk about but this year was just how we recapped and the reason why i bring that up is that young guys aren't going away is because we were the oldest team in the nhl yeah and it showed during the season it showed our our, like our hustle to the puck just overall you see guys get tired quickly our lines had to get off quicker which led to odd man rushes all season long when you guys get tired and we're either away which if you don't know when you're away uh for two periods it's a longer transition for lines to come on and off okay so when you're away and you're you're jeff carter unit is tired line three and you're skating off why do you think so many odd man rushes happened because as we're transitioning off they're coming into the offensive zone we got to get these young guys on the ice so that way we can stop them at the red line (coughs) at the blue line excuse me and we're not because we're too slow we're too old we're not winning face offs we're not doing all these things and these are signs of an old team so when that happens things don't go our way we fall behind you ever see an old person trying to work a cell phone you ever see that you you know they're squinting they're they're using one index finger to scroll when you're like just use your other thumb or just do whatever The reason why they're doing that is because they fell behind with the technology. They're so used to pressing one finger on a a cell phone when they should be adapting. And that is exactly what happened to the Pittsburgh ping. It's
1: a pretty nice analogy, not going to lie. You're welcome. Not not something that I thought of, but I like it. Um, Yeah, I mean, last negative thing that I'd like to touch on is just the lack of scoring. Uh, and, and not only lack of scoring as a whole, but lack of scoring from the bottom six. Yeah, that is a good one. There's there's a stat that I saw that the Penguins, without Crosby or Malkin on the ice, so essentially the bottom six, okay? Because, yeah. you know, it's not just Crosby and Malkin on the ice, okay? Yeah. So there's other guys with them. So without Crosby or Malkin on the ice, 49 goals all season. Ooh. <laughs> and that's even strength that's five five in five. an 82 game season 82 game season 49 goals when crosby or malkin are not on the ice awesome <laughs> awesome so with that i'll transition into the good because of crosby and malkin all right go for both, it. both guys played all 82 games yeah that's pretty- both Both guys, point per game seasons for Crosby. That pushes it to 17 seasons, 17, 18. For what? Uh, consecutive seasons of point
0: of having a point per game season. He's He's currently having 17 seasons, which tied Mario Lemieux. uh, Excuse me, tied Wayne Gretzky. Sorry, I was thinking about the actual greatest hockey player. Yeah, sorry. Um, he tied um, Wayne Gretzky for most seasons with a uh, point per game. Consecutive league. seasons. Consecutive seasons. Excuse me. Yeah. So, Crosby, if you're not thinking he's still the GOAT, he's proving to you that he is the GOAT. Just wait until award night. You know <laughs> you're gonna see he's taking yeah. a lot. But-, but don't
1: even don't even like forget that he just
0: uh during
1: the season scored his. 1500 points like you know in his career but he got to 1500 points that's that's incredible there's that that list if you go uh google that list of 1500 and up all hall of famers every single one of them okay and then when you do it in uh the amount of games played okay because you know Crosby has been in the league for 17 years, but he's had some shortened seasons due to injury. So you go yeah. by games played. There's only, I think, six guys that have done it faster in in less games played. And I mean, they're you're talking Gretzky, Lemieux, uh, Yager, Messier. You're you're talking the greatest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So even though this season was a down season,
0: there are some good still, things. To we're still,
1: yes, we're still watching greatness. We're still yeah. watching greatness. And it's incredible to see um, other highlights from this year were, you know, the thousand games for uh, Malkin and Latang, being the only team now uh, to join the Los Angeles Kings to have three, T- three players joined the 1,000th 1,000th uh, game played uh, yeah. together. So, I
0: mean, killing it. 100%. I mean, like, you. yes, this year did sting, right? I think we can all establish that. We've had a couple days to recover to kind of actually reflect on the season. And you can't help but notice there's these little shimmers of light and hope throughout the season. Like Crosby, still dominating. Latang after all he went through with a stroke and the passing of his father, still came out and played hard. Malkin, a lot of talks of saying he's slow, he's done, it's over. He still played well on his line. The point is, is that we still witnessed this core proving to the NHL that they're not done. Proving that they're not just, they didn't just re-sign to ride off in the sunset with a penguin uniform on they're saying no 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 we're going for a cup that's hundred percent our 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 goal that's the reason why we came back that's the reason why we're doing what we're doing all leads to a cup so if you need a glimmer of hope going forward just think the core played well this year now could they have played better in some areas 100% i am not on Sidney Crosby. His face-offs weren't that great this season. But you know what I know? By his standards. By,
1: By his, his standards.
0: standards. By his standards. I'm sorry. He still had a great face-off <laughs> percentage. He is still, like I said, he's the top, I honestly believe, top five player in the NHL. But, and at his age, 35 years old, 36 years old. Ridiculous. 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 Now, by his standards, he's not playing the greatest in the face-off circle, but you know what I do know? He's probably somewhere right now in Nova Scotia, practicing his face-offs for next season. Maybe not, maybe he's relaxing Man, right now. It's still early. Still early, but you know what? You know what I know what he's going to do is practice <laughs> his face-offs, you know? He's gonna be practicing his face-offs in the, his uh, defensive zone. He's gonna figure out how to use the boards or something like that, his skates, whatever he's going to do. You know Sidney Crosby is a resourceful guy when it comes to hockey. His hockey IQ is ridiculous. He's practicing. He's going to make it work. That is who we have leading this team going forward. It is looking bright for the Penguins going forward. Malkin, you know he's going to come and play hard. He has things he needs to work on, but he always comes through in the end. He's always that guy who either assists the winning goal or scores the winning goal. You know he's always there. Letang, he is literally the backbone of our defense now is he the greatest defenseman no his age is clearly showing but you know what that guy is a guy to lead a defensive core to a stanley cup i believe that do i think he will be the best defenseman on our roster next year i hope not i hope we go out and get someone uh that's good but do i think that he is our quarterback going forward next season 100 i wouldn't want anyone else to be the quarterback on a power play letang is good let's let's keep on utilizing and i'm saying all this to say our core looks good if our core looked bad and we lost and we couldn't make the playoffs okay maybe start hitting the panic mode but our core looks good all right as we all know ron hextall ron burgle got fired okay and i know we were going to touch on that but i just want to say they got let go so the new person coming in has one thing that is positive that their old guys are ready to play and there's no need for a rebuild there's just restructuring that's it that's it that's a hopeful thing to look forward to you know we're not getting rid of malkin we know God knows we're not getting rid of Sidney Crosby. We know we're not getting Latang. Everything else, everyone else is expendable. But our core can lead us to a cup. Yeah, there are some people that are expendable. You know what I mean? You know, like the Jake Enzels, brian Russell. You know all that stuff. Raquel, Raquel, Jason Zucker. You better sign Jason Zucker. Pedersen. Yeah, yeah, there's there's (laughs) some guys on our roster that are great. But I'm I'm referring to the core. The core looks hopeful. It looks good. These guys are ready to win another Stanley Cup. So our next GM, whoever it is, could come in knowing, oh, I don't need a rebuild. I just need to bring young speed in here. That's it. That's your that's your number one thing. Let Mike Sullivan coach a young, speedy team with a core, with our original core. Oh, that's a Stanley Cup team right there in that. And a new goalie, maybe someone yeah. from Anaheim. I was right just saying. Saying
1: stability in that that's all we need
0: stability i'm not looking for events in the, uh, a Canada every single year what i'm looking for is the guy that could be over 500 to help us win the cup that's it that's it maybe someone like john gibson from the anaheim ducks who is a hometown boy here in pittsburgh just it. i'm just throwing that out there just throwing that name but yeah that's another thing but all i'm trying to say it looks brighter in the future yes this year stung and i feel it i was devastated this season but when you look back we have a good core our guys are not dwindling in age if anything they're aging like fine wine when it comes to hockey utilize that going forward i think we have a bright future going forward
1: yeah absolutely i mean you Hit the nail on the head A- Any team that is trying to Rebuild or retool Wants some sort of Core Some sort of nu- Nucleus to build around mm-hmm. Well when you come to Pittsburgh You have three You have three Hall of Famers You have three Hall of Famers Okay, To absolutely build around And then you know outside of that You have supplemental pieces To add to that build you know like you said jake gensel raquel rust zucker you know you po joseph for the future you know you have guys that can be there so yeah. now it's just retool that bottom six and if you think you can get the best, like you think solving can get the best out of carter great you know well, what?
0: Well, okay. Okay. Well, okay, you're, well, okay, Well, that's being a little too hopeful, Josh. Okay. But a just hear me hopeful. out.
1: Just hear me out. If you just think that he just needs some new line mates and he'll find his way. Fine. Because we'll get into it this off season. He may still be here next year. So the, the, the I shouldn't say the future because the future makes it seem like we're looking at like, you know, five years down the road. No, but we're looking at next this, year. <laughs> this upcoming season does still look hopeful. And, no, it you know, does, yeah. It, it, so with Hextall out, with this new GM coming in, it'll be interesting to see what is done. Uh, you know, especially because one of the things that was really interesting about Hextall and his strategy was that he always tried to, you know, have a have a foot in the, the present and in the future, which is always dangerous. It's a dangerous game to play. It always results in a GM getting fired, hence Hextall being fired so we'll see what the new gm wants to do because hextall didn't get rid of any like well some but majority of our draft picks so he's going to have draft picks to deal with or she and see what the, see what is done trade him away for you know current nhl talent
0: that can be used now or hold on to him Build up the farm team.
1: Yeah, so there's
0: two ways of met There's two methods for, for someone who's not sure what we could do. All right, so here's two examples. We could go the Rangers route or the Devils route. Yeah, The Devils route is get young players and watch them build and grow. Or go the Rangers route, buy in, go all in, trade, get people in that are good now. So that way we run to the cup. Yeah. If we could find a GM, one two, like I said, he or she, if they can figure out a way to mix those two, it's impossible. No, no, it's no. I'm understand. not saying, I'm not saying focus on the farm teams. I'm no. saying, yeah, but it for where we will be drafting, it's impossible because I'm not saying draft picks. I'm getting no, young people.
1: I understand that. You, how are you, but the, This is going to be for a later time we've already talked about this for a different episode but it's it's going to be difficult because that is the solution that gets you fired is trying to think of the future and the present at the same time you need to pick one like you said and go for it the only the only difference with us with the devils i agree with you with the rangers the only difference between us and the devils is that the devils had top picks for multiple years we do not have that luxury no that's the only downfall and unfortunately the freaking rangers had that a couple years ago when they got that and they went on so i know freaking freaking covid man
0: yeah listen listen we beat it josh covid's dead (laughs) yeah but covid Uh, helped
1: the rangers yeah
0: covid did help the rangers but i did i do want to say i am not talking about draft picks i'm talking about just getting young guys wherever they are anyway But the season looks hopeful. Uh, I'm sorry. The offseason, I should say, looks hopeful going forward. We have a new possibility with the GM, right? When Ron Hextall was hired two years ago, um, or three years ago. Three years ago. I don't know. It's been a blur. But when he was hired, there was mixed reviews. You know, there was a camp where it was like, he's an old flyer. Why are we hiring him? And then people are saying... He is too worried about the farm teams that he could not work with a, 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 an NHL team, and it kind of was proven right. But there was other camps saying that he would be good to help us with our future to help us grow. None of those camps were right. Okay, we were all false. We were all we were all wrong in all of it. He wasn't the guy to lead the Penguins to the promised land. Well,
1: the the only camp that may be semi right is that flyers camp because I know.
0: He's, that, that's your theory that's you the no theory he's
1: he's already been rumored to go to the flyers again in their front office because obviously you know no one else wants them as a their, GM. their whole front office is, you know, in shambles right now. But they're saying not as a GM, but as like a front office executive.
0: Yeah, that's probably so. the best place for Ron Hangs. Anyway. So Yeah, so man. the whole time he was playing us. Um, yeah. no. But I'm just saying, this person who's coming in, you know, uh, we we the whole episode dedicated to who we think should be the next Penguins GM, because as you all know. The Fenway Sports Group listens to us and us alone. So we are going to have an episode dedicated to who should we get as the next GM. But I will say whoever is coming in, they have a good outlook. I saw people like on uh, Ryan Whitney on Spit and Chicklets were saying, oh, the Penguins should rebuild. What are you talking about, man? You got traded for because the Penguins refused to rebuild, and we won a cup because of it, all right? So he, of all people, should know that the Penguins aren't going to rebuild. They're going to restructure. That's a different thing. We're going to restructure, which is adding pieces to build, make our team better. But if you get a little defense cell, you get a better goaltender, consistent goaltender, I should say, and you get a better bottom six, we have a Stanley Cup roster. Now a good GM knows how to fix those things and knows how to put a band-aid on it so we can heal it in the off-season afterwards. But all I'm saying is, not not a impossible task for the next GM. So with that being said, we have we have a good outlook going forward. Josh, any last comments um, on our our season? I know it started off negative, but we just wanted to end on some positive notes. Uh, so, Josh, any last remarks you want to bring us back down negative or do you want us to see? Nope.
1: You? I am uh, going to continue to stay positive and look forward. Got it. Um, as we look forward. Yeah, we can be negative at times. We are human. <laughs> but um, I, I will continue to look forward. I am excited for this GM search. I, yeah. I started looking at some names. I am thrilled about. Possibilities possibilities and about their the the way that some of these candidates possible candidates because we have no idea who's actually a candidate or not but their outlook on structuring a team using analytics and i will just say this i will say this for everyone who hasn't been listening a i did call that b i don't want you to be scared by the by the word analytics analytics is not this high tech uh advanced stats solely you know type of management system where they're you know looking at all these little flow charts and excel spreadsheets and all this nonsense to try to pick a player for a team and then plug them in and hopefully he does well no analytics is taking all of that that I just said yeah, and adding it to the old school eye test of someone like a Mike Sullivan. So when you blend that, when you blend the advanced statistics with the, the old school eye test, that's what gets you analytics. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when, when you see that certain guys aren't grading well, analytically, that's be, you got to look at, you got to look at why got to go a little bit deeper and it may just be because they're using that as a blanket term to just cover advanced statistics and I, I i don't want i don't want anyone to be confused or scared by that because i think this team will look a lot better if we do adopt the 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 true analytic method of, no,
0: I was I, oh, joining
1: sorry, sorry. those. No. Yeah. Sorry. Of joining those two methods together.
0: Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I think um, I, I'm one of those guys who are a little nervous about the analytic. I'm in that camp only because when you get too analytical and when you become more dependent on uh, um, stats and only stats, we, we kind of see that affecting the NFL a little bit. Um, just because there are some coaches who refuse it, refuse to use analytics. And there are some coaches who embrace it. And what we see is somewhat a boring play and a very safe calling. Right. We see that a lot when teams are like it's fourth down and in, in not to go into a football podcast. But when it's like four and two and they're like, now nah, we're going to punt it because we know, you know, our stats show that we're not going to make that first down. So we might as well punt it and that's where it makes a little boring play so i i'm a little nervous about analytics i hope this next person coming in who brings in more of stat heavy that they for don't forget about the eye test and don't forget about loyalty and um the fans perspective as well so i hope they could blend that all in and tie it with a really nice bow i really do hope the next gm is a long lasting gm i don't want them to come in just to fix our problem to leave. I want them to come in and be the person for a very long time. I'm looking like Mike Sullivan for next 10 years as a head coach. I want the GM for the next 10 years. I want this to be a long lasting organization, kind of like how Chicago was like 10, like uh, yeah, yeah, about 10 years ago. Remember they had Coach Q for like 10, 12, 15 years. That's what I like. That's what I want. I want Mike Sullivan to be here for a very long time, and I want our GM to be here for a very long time. But that will do it for the 2022 2023 Pittsburgh Penguins season recap. Thank you guys so much for being with us this season. We had a lot of ups and downs, we had a lot of great episodes. We have grown as a podcast because of you guys. I appreciate every single one of you guys who follow us on Twitter, who contact us. Um, we've gotten some messages over the the months of the season. And hey, we just, we thank you. We cannot uh, express how grateful that we are for you guys. So going forward um you know we're gonna we're gonna keep some content for you over the off season, but we can't wait for the next season to get started
1: yeah so with that said make sure that you're staying engaged with us on twitter we are still there um not live tweeting during the games obviously because we're not in it so um yeah, okay you know we are there though at Penn's collective make sure you follow us and of course as always even though we're in the offseason We'll still be dropping episodes, like Louis said. So make sure that you're subscribed, you're following wherever you listen to podcasts: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, Amazon, whatever, wherever you listen to the podcast. Just make sure you're following, you have us liked. That way, when we drop a new episode, it'll just become a notification, and you're ready to go. Click play and listen to our voices. So Louie with that, as always, let's go pens. <music>